What's going on guys, just another critic here. Welcome back to the channel. We are getting into my week 11 college football predictions starting right now with the number two ranked LSU Tigers going to play the number three ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Right now LSU sitting at 8-0, 4-0 in conference. Alabama also 8-0, 5-0 in conference. Essentially this game should decide who ends up representing the other side of the division as far as the SEC goes with the idea that Georgia has already locked themselves in a position to play in the SEC championship. The winner of this game is expected to represent the other side of that matchup. For those of you betting on the game, taking a look at the ATS right now, LSU is sitting at 5-3 against the spread. Alabama 4-4 four four against the spread. The number sits at 6.5 in favor of Alabama and the over-under is at 64 at the moment. As always, let's quickly jump into the statistics and then we can go into my own personal thoughts on the game as well as a final result prediction. Um, right now, taking a look at LSU, averaging 46 points per game, defense allowing 20 points per game. Offense is averaging 377 through the air and 158 on the ground, while the defense allowing 217 through the air and 97 on the ground. Alabama, on the other hand, averaging 48 points per game, defense allowing 15 points per game. Offense is averaging 338 through the air and 168 on the ground, while the defense allowing 180 through the air and 127 on the ground. Looking at this matchup, obviously these offenses are nearly identical as far as what they like to do. They like to spread you out. They like to get their skilled position players in open space so that they can make plays. It's pretty obvious that both teams have the talent at the skill positions, especially at wide receiver. They've got LSU's got the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chase, and then Alabama's got the Jerry Judys, the Henry Ruggs, as well as Devonta Smith. If I, if I did have to give an edge to one or the other, I would give it to Alabama because I do think those guys are better in open space and better at making plays after contact. And just looking at their production after catching the ball, it's just ridiculous. Taking a closer look at Alabama, I think it's clear that this isn't the Alabama of old, right? Um, especially offensively, we already know that. Defensively, they just haven't been playing up to that standard that we're typically used to seeing from them. And I'm not sure I can even say that they're playing up to a, a very good standard early on in the season. Now, with that being said... The defense has progressed a whole lot, and I understand that they have true freshmen, about four of them, starting in the front seven, so that's a big deal, and that's something to where they're going to have to develop those guys, and they have developed those guys um, as the season's gone along, and they've been playing better from a week-to-week -week basis. Now, are they back up to the Bama standard? Of course not, right? I'm not sure they're ever going to get to that point this season just because of how much more development that they're going to need to get from these guys. All that being said, they've got the talent at nearly every position on that defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary with guys like Trayvon Diggs, Xavier McKinney, as well as Patrick Sertain and Shaheem Carter. All these guys are more than capable of matching up with LSU's skilled players, obviously at the wide receiver position, the Jamar Chase, as well as Justin Jefferson. Um, and they have the personnel on this defense to take a very similar approach like Auburn did and press these guys at the line, right? Press coverage, bump them at the line. And the reason you're doing all that is to practically throw off the timing with the quarterback, right? Throw off Joe Burrow's timing. The only issue then that you'd have to keep in mind is that if your pass rush isn't getting to the quarterback, there's no sense in bumping these guys because, 
I mean, they're going to find their way into open zones and sit in those zones for Joe Burrow anyway. So while you can have one without the other, it's obviously going to be more effective when you have both. Offensively, Alabama's biggest issues that were talked about early on in the season was obviously the O-line. Their pass pro was very poor, suspect, especially versus, you know, lesser opponents. And these lesser opponents really shouldn't be getting to Tua because the reality is you're going to be playing a lot better defensive linemen in the future, not only in conference play, but especially if you end up finding yourself in the college football playoff. Continuing on that note, the other big issue that was not only talked about by the media, but as well as Nick Saban himself, they just weren't getting really the amount of production that they wanted to see from their running backs, Najee Harris, as well as Brian Robinson. It was really just a combination of both. The O-line wasn't doing you know, great in run block, and the running backs just weren't running with confidence. They weren't running you know, with aggression. They They just didn't look like your typical Alabama running back where they seek out contact and they, you know, they grind through to get those extra yards. And so uh, with all that being said, those issues that we touched on, all those issues have seen major improvement and not only the defense, the defense is getting more production. The offensive line is playing at its best right now. The run game is getting its most production that it's had in the season right now. And so everything has made a major jump and it couldn't have come at a better time for Alabama, obviously, with LSU sitting on their doorstep with this big-time matchup. Taking a closer look at LSU, there really wasn't any big-time issues uh, early on in the season that people were pointing out. And that's because they were clicking from the jump. They were getting a lot of production offensively from not only their pass game, but as well as their run game and guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, and really that guy has been producing in the most recent weeks versus teams like Auburn as well as Mississippi State. Um, but yeah, offensively, there wasn't a lot to point out. I'm not really sure you can stop this team in between the twenties, right? But once you get them in the red zone, I think that's where you're going to have to capitalize and really it's going to have to be a bend, not break mentality against this LSU offense. Uh, like we've seen from Auburn, right? Auburn practically allowed LSU to have what they wanted in between the twenties. And then when it came into the red zone, that's where Auburn made their, their biggest plays and their biggest stops. Moving along and taking a look at this LSU defense, obviously they've struggled a lot early on in the season, allowing 38 to Texas, uh, 38 to Vandy, roughly 24 outside of those other touchdowns, 28 to Florida. Um, and it's kind of been very spotty with the defense, right? It hasn't been a, a uptrend as far as getting better and better and better as the weeks get go by. It's kind of been, you know, good here uh, not so good there. It's been, like I said, very spotty. It's been more of a roller coaster and up and down on a on a line chart. And it's no question that these guys have the talent on that side of the ball to be executing at a much higher level, right? Especially in the secondary. You know, a lot of people call them DBU and, you know, they've got some talented dudes in the secondary. Christian Fulton, Grant Delpit at safety, Derek Stingley Jr., you know, the true freshman out at corner. Not to mention some of the guys that they have in the front seven, right? So it doesn't take a genius to tell you that this team is very talented, right? And then you combine that with a very good defensive coordinator like Dave Miranda. But with all that being said, we still haven't been able to see them produce on a consistent basis. And for that reason, I'm not sure I can say or anyone can say confidently what we're going to get from this LSU defense when we turn on the TV and, and watch this game, LSU versus Alabama. 
As far as how I see this game playing out, I know a lot of people believe this is going to be a high-scoring shootout, but at this point, I really don't believe that. I think we're going to see Alabama take a very different approach in this game. I think they're going to want to dominate at the line of scrimmage and be very aggressive at the point of attack, run the ball a lot, and really only pass when they need to. I think they know that Tua isn't at 100% and they're going to want to protect him. And so if they can run the ball successfully and they don't have to pass nearly as much, I think that's what they're going to want to do. And we're going to see a very, I guess, an old version of Alabama in this matchup. And of course, LSU is going to make adjustments. And if they do commit more guys into the box, I think we're obviously going to see Tua throw the ball a lot more. But I'm not expecting LSU's defense to be able to hold Alabama for four quarters or really a whole quarter in itself. But with that, LSU, on the other hand, I think they're going to find a good amount of success offensively in between the 20s, kind of like the Auburn game. But with the way the Alabama defense has been trending up on a week-to-week basis, I think they're going to be able to make critical stops in those big-time situations in the red zone. As I talked about earlier, I believe the Alabama defense is going to take a very similar approach to uh, Auburn as far as press coverage and bumping these guys at the line. I expect that the crowd is going to play a big part in this game as well as far as Joe Burrow's ability to communicate with his offensive line in setting up his pass protection and also because they like to play fast and they like to play hurry up it's going to it's going to mess with his ability to com- communicate with his wide receivers and that can obviously throw them off and put them on different pages and guys running routes that he wasn't expecting them to run. And so just a whole bunch of miscommunication can happen when the crowd is loud and they disrupt your timing and they disrupt your play calling. Um, It's just a mess, right? With all that being said, while I believe LSU is a phenomenal team, especially offensively, I just don't think they're getting, you know, consistent performances from that defense in order to give me the confidence to pick them in this game. Um, Alabama, on the other hand, I think they're peaking at the right moment. They started off the season, you know, not in the best fashion as far as from a team standpoint, offensively and defensively. But right now, I believe they're getting the best production from not only their run game, their offensive line, but as well as their defense. And all that could change playing a much better opponent like LSU on Saturday, of course. But with from everything that I've seen, um, I like Alabama in this game, home team. I think Alabama wins this game 34-24. to I don't expect a big-time shootout like the Big 12 or anything like that. Um, but yeah, right now, final score, Alabama wins 34-24. to With that being said, I will be covering a few other matchups. If you guys have any opinions about what I just said, just throw them in the comments. It's that simple. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for all the support. This is Just Another Critic. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Life is like a seesaw. I'm saying it's a bitch, man. I couldn't.